podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. This, of course, is the flagship show of the 1012 Network and partners with Sports Drink, uh, the water cooler for sports and non-sports. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us today for our first picks episode of the season. I could not be more excited. This, to me, really says, all right, it's game week. Like, we're having games. Because we're going to talk about actual games. We're going to make picks against the spread, against actual games. Although, over and unders are allowed here. Uh, And joining me as they do... Every season now to make picks each week for the Big 12 games. Our pro picker himself, Daniel Alexander. What's up? Great to be here. Let's, uh, I'm going to take this season down. You guys are great. I love doing the, but I feel like winning this year. Let's go have a good one. All right. He is, uh, he staked his claim on that, on the victory uh, this year. We'll see how it goes. Uh, one person who would love to win a season, that is my good friend, Chris Ross. Yeah, I'm going to come into this with a bit more humility and say that I just hope to have a good season. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the results. All right, Matt Campbell. <laughs> sure. But thing. no, uh, I mean, I'm off to a great start. So not really because I followed Daniel's advice, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, those were unofficial plays last week. Uh it, we here at the uh, the ten twelve podcast and ten twelve network are not responsible for any actual bets made uh, because of the advice given here on the show. Uh, we did not spend your money for you, so we are not responsible for how it is spent. Okay, we got uh, a lot of games to get to, as you should know by now. And if not, I'm just going to let you know. Of course, we pick every Big Twelve game, non FCS related, here on the show, and we get one non Big Twelve game that everybody can pick whatever they want. Plus, this year we are doing. All of the Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF games each week as well. Uh, This week, five Big 12 teams playing FCS opponents. So we will not be covering those games on this particular episode. That, of course, is Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Baylor. And uh, UCF playing South Carolina State. So they will not be on the card tonight. Everybody else will be. Uh, Before we dive into that, just real quick, uh, everyone's depth charts are out, folks. Like, they have been all over Twitter. We put a nice little... uh, little thread on Twitter of all the ones that we could find and put together for the Big 12, including some of the Big 12 opponents, non-FCS opponents put those out. Everyone put theirs out except for Texas. I think everybody got a good laugh out of that. I got a joke at the expense of Steve Sarkeesian for not putting out the depth chart because, you know, you don't want to give anything away as to what, what the lineup might be. Chris, you got any feelings on this one way or the other? I mean, it's one of those things that people are going to make fun of Sarkeesian because they can, and it's a thing that happened, but really doesn't matter. There's so many coaches that just do the or. You know, it'll be number one or number two or number three. It doesn't matter. The depth chart means nothing. I think Sarkeesian's is taking a step further with why even bother with it? Why bother with the charade? Which I kind of respect. Okay. You respect it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, other interesting note from this week, uh, Sonny Dykes, TCU head coach. TCU still has not announced a starting quarterback yet for the season opener. Them and Cincinnati have not done so. Uh, but Sonny Dykes did say that he expects that, that there's a good chance that all three or at least three quarterbacks could play in the game at Colorado. Obviously we know Max Duggan and we know Chandler Morris. 
I'm not entirely sure who that third one is supposed to be. Chris, thoughts on oh, Sam Jackson? I mean, Sam it Jackson. goes, it goes, yeah, it goes back to the other thing. I mean, they know, they know what they're seeing at camp. They have an idea, but they're not going to reveal that ahead of time because why would you? The the Texas one is still here because like you're playing ULM. We're gonna see who it is game one. It, it, but it, but another week. You're setting, it's not about ULM. It's about the season. They're just not gonna mess with it for the season. It's not about uh, ULM. They don't okay. care about ULM. Well, but that's the whole point. Like, once you've played a game, then we know what your depth chart is. Like, it doesn't... I mean, they need right. to care about ULM, but they're already <laughs> focused on Alabama. Fair enough, fair enough. Three quarterbacks in the first game. I mean, if you haven't decided yet, then I guess that's one way to decide. It's not as bad as, say, uh, what Jim Harbaugh is doing at Michigan, saying that they will start one quarterback for game one and the other quarterback for game two and then decide what they're going to do I uh, okay. Uh, whatever you're gonna do, Harbaugh. Whatever you you make that decision, that's fine. You're not in the Big Twelve, so I don't have to worry about it. You know what is in the Big Twelve? Soon to be 14 teams that are all available at home field apparel, the home of the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, and the coolest Indianapolis Colts bomber jacket you have ever done saw. Jamie's right. JSJ is correct. It's freaking awesome. But you know what's also awesome is the incredibly comfortable t-shirts, sweaters, and hoodies. And in some case, joggers you can get at Homefield Apparel, the good brand who puts out the most comfortable stuff possible and the coolest vintage logos. And if you don't have anything from Homefield yet, I mean, the season's just starting. You've got plenty of time to get a shirt, get a sweater, get a hoodie for your team or like me, multiple teams. I've got OSU, I've got Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. Uh, and TCU, all in my drawer. I'm going to be rocking them every weekend, all throughout the season. You can Phillip, too. Yeah. Philip is literally a t-shirt fan. I love t-shirts. <laughs> why, why would I not love t-shirts? I love t-shirts and I love uh, full zips. I don't want to, I don't like quarter zips. I don't want a full zip. Uh, oh no, I love quarter zips. Full zips are terrible. No. Nah. Who likes the full zip? It goes, the zippers, it gets all bunched up and weird. No. <laughs> You know how to use a zipper? All right, we're getting off that. Oh. <laughs> Homefield doesn't do full zips or quarter zips. They just do sweaters and hoodies, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, on your first order and get 15% off. Don't die just one thing. You don't want to use a promo code like that just for one item. You want to get a few items. Get a couple things for you, a couple things for... Look, and, and look, I had a Kansas sweatshirt. It was super comfortable for the like five seconds I got to wear it. And now it's my wife's and I'm glad that she enjoys it. She loves sweatshirts. I'm not a huge sweatshirt fan. They may, they just, they're too baggy on me. It doesn't, I'm, I'm a skinny guy. Uh, so I'm not a big sweatshirt fan, but it was incredibly comfortable. So go to homefieldapparel.com, use the promo code network 12, get 15% off your first order. Be rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel this college football season. For the 2022 season, it's the RVK. We're coming at you two ways on two days. It's Monday and Thursday. Jeremy, JN, Fiend Phoenix, and me, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We are the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You get pop culture Monday at 7 a.m. You get the West Virginia University podcast Thursdays at 7 a.m. Either way, no matter what we say, you're going to have fun. So, like we like to tell you, get at your boys. All right, that's enough of the randomness and the chitter-chatter and the jabber-walking. Let's get to this. Let's make picks. Let's start off as we do 
in chronological order. That means we're starting on Thursday. That's why this episode is going up early. Oklahoma State in a revenge game against Central Michigan, who the last time these two teams faced off, I don't want to talk about it. You should know by now everybody else is talking about it. Oklahoma State currently about a 21-point favorite over Central Michigan, over-under, pretty much it's set at 60 points. Let's see. I won last year, so I, you know what? I'll go first. I will. I will do that to myself because I feel comfortable and confident in the pick that I'm going to make, and that is... Neither of the over or the under, though I do feel like the under is a probably a pretty good bet here. I'm taking Central Michigan to cover the 21. And actually, if I'm looking at Circa properly, they still have a 21 and a half. And Daniel, if you want to confirm that for me, um, yeah, I will take yeah, that. Yeah, tw- 21 and a half is a good, yeah, let's, we're going to use that number I'm, I'm going to take that 21 and a half because I'm taking Central Michigan to cover this. Because look, Oklahoma State for the last two seasons has started slow on offense. Very slow. They've let teams play, keep into games. The last time they played Central Michigan, they let Central Michigan stay in that game. It's why they were able to have the uh, untimed down that they weren't actually owed by the refs that were given to them that they used for the Hail Mary and lateral that got them the win. Oklahoma State has been starting games slow for the past two years. You say, well, 2020 was COVID. Yeah, 2021, not as much. I don't know what it is. Maybe they finally break past this. But I have a hard time seeing that. I think OSU is probably just going to want to run the ball. OSU is going to win this game, and they could win by as much as three touchdowns. I feel like 17 points is probably closer. So at 21 and a half, I feel good covering taking Central Michigan to cover. Uh, Daniel? I'm actually going to come along right there with you. I mean, last year, uh, what was it, Missouri State, right, that they – to, was it them or Iowa State that played Missouri State? First uh, it, was game? So it was OSU. Like, OSU. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's like, well, they went 23-16 or something, and it was, and I think they sort of came out to a lead at half, and then they did nothing the second half. Gundy just fully shut it down. He's like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, let's get the water polo team, suit them up, get them out here for the second half. Year before, like you said, was Tulsa. Something is just going on with how they game plan for the season where these early games are just so slow and with such a big spread it's like you know can okay state get out there like you said 17 points 14 points even 20 points and uh can they just sort of take the foot off the gas second half the other part of this is that central michigan is not a bad team uh you know they're, they're probably they're definitely top half of the mac and they have an outside shot of sort of of maybe even winning the mac this year so this isn't some like Akron level team that's coming in this weekend to play a game. This is a fully competent team that probably wants to hang around a little bit, make a little bit of a, uh, of a statement. Yeah. 21 and a half just feels a little bit too long. I'm coming with you. Chippewas. Give me the dog. Do I feel good about this game? Woo. You both are on the same side and I like Oklahoma state to cover. This is not the same central Michigan team. Cooper Rush has runoff. He's gone a long time ago. They don't have the same level of quarterback. Yes, they want to win, but Oklahoma State wants to wants to win a little bit more, especially after what happened in 2016. And I disagree, Philip. I think Oklahoma State does come out hot. I think they're going to push the tempo. They're working on tempo in practice, and I think they come out wanting to um, get some rhythm and get that kind of going before they face Arizona state. I I think they come up wanting to light at the scoreboard a little bit and put this game away. All right. Uh, So I can get you minus 21. There you go. 
as opposed to the minus 21 and a half. Remember, folks, always shop around. It's important to always shop around for the best line uh, for what it is that you want. All right, it is time for our game of the week. Our Big 12 game of the week is on Thursday. That is, of course, the return of the backyard brawl for the first time in a decade. West Virginia traveling to Eckershur Stadium uh, to take on Pittsburgh. As of right now, the Pittsburgh Panthers are about a seven and a half point favorite. Daniel, what would you? Oh, I'm sorry. And the over under is set at pretty much 51 across the board. So, Daniel, what would you like here? Uh, I'm going to take this under. Again, full disclosure, I've got real money down at the 53 and a half number. Um, this just feels like a situation where, uh, on Pittsburgh's side, you obviously have an NFL caliber quarterback who is gone, five-year guy, Kenny Pickett, really helped be the motor there, helped move the ball at a pace that Pittsburgh wasn't used to last year. Uh, that big wide receiver, he headed out to join Lincoln Riley out there at USC. I forget that young man's name, but we're talking about like top three receiver in the country. Just feels like first game out, this Pittsburgh offense might just look and feel a little different. We have a rivalry game. We have a West Virginia team that's, you know, this this isn't set to be some sort of blowout. So it feels like it's going to be a, a close game, you know, a, a 27-24, 24-17, something like that. Also, in these week one games, I don't want to get too into, you know, the, the historical little spot systems that I like. But when you've got – uh, excuse me, when you got two power five teams week one and you've got an early hit on the under, the under ends up hitting at like 56%. I mean, it's just that simple. Two week one, power five, hit on the under early with steam. If you just chase that steam, which I don't really recommend, but in week one, you know, 56%, 56.6% or something like that, under all day, 51. Give it to me. I like it. All right, Chris, what do you want here? Yeah, this game is interesting. I mean, this is one of those that we haven't seen anything yet, and there's a lot of question marks, right? Uh, West Virginia, great quarterback coming in, new system. Like, it's going to be – I don't know. That that pit defense is pretty good. The The front of that defense is very good. The secondary, maybe there's some, some holes there that West Virginia will take advantage of. I like the under. I don't like that Daniel took it, so – <laughs> I'm wanting to pick something else now, but the, the the line is kind of right where I see it. I don't see West Virginia winning this game. Unfortunately, I don't think you can win on hate alone. Oh. And that's, about, that's the most they got going for them right now. Contrary uh, to me, but like I said, this this new offense is. I mean, it's just too early in the season to know what we're going to get out of West Virginia, and that scares me a little bit. I'm going to take pit to cover because i think this is probably a 10 point win somewhere in there maybe nine but get the the cover the seven and a half daniel when we did our win totals podcast you and me i i made a declaration that if pit could or if west virginia could beat pit they would go start the season four no and i said i was going to go ahead and make the bold statement that when we got to this episode i would take west virginia to win and i would put real money down on it 
so that I could do a rollover, as you explained to me, the way to 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 bet a team going four and zero is to literally just bet game by game by game and game and just roll it over. So I am looking at my receipt. I recorded the video, the Bet Saracen app, the only app I can use in Arkansas to make mobile betting. I have West Virginia straight up as a win, plus two fifty odds. On a $10 wager, if I win this, I'm getting 35 bucks. Heck yeah. So I'm going to stick with my guns here. I am going to say, I'm just going to do it. Because it's it's one game and a very long season. I'm going to be bold. I don't love Pitt. I I know I know how good they were last year. You They just lost too much. And West Virginia lost a lot on defense. They do. But man, this feels like a low blow and a low shot to ta- to make. But Jarrett Dagey, who was at Bowling Green, went to West Virginia for two seasons to be the starter, transferred to Western Kentucky, couldn't get the job, lost to an FCS guy, and then moved off to Troy, where he now is. By the way, the, the Western Kentucky and Troy move were both this summer. Like, JT Daniels has to be an upgraded quarterback. He just, he just has to. And so I'm going to ride with JT Daniels. I'm going to ride with West Virginia. I'm going to ride with the hate, the, you know, we hate Pitt. Eat shit Pitt, I believe, is the uh, the appropriate term that we will use as Big 12 fans. I will take West Virginia plus seven and a half. I've already got the money down that they're going to win this straight up. Speaking of... Uh, I, love a little, I love that yeah. bet. Thank you. Thank you. So, so, so take the money line here. No, no. We don't do money lines here. No, but yeah. Pick, picks, picks pod. He gets the points. Real life. I put He's real money on... Money yeah. yeah. I put real money over. down. So I don't want to, uh, right. we're good. We're good. Speaking of, uh, of lines, our good friends at prize picks sponsors here on the 10, 12 podcast, part of the 10, 12 network, the best legal way to play prayer, player props daily fantasy. It is a ton of fun. We have our pick of the week. It comes from our game of the week. JT Daniels this week. The line is 250 and a half passing yards against West Virginia. Does he hit the over or the under? I will point out that Jared Dagey, who was the starter last year for West Virginia, would have hit that over in eight games last season. Pitt had a good passing defense. They had a good passing defense. If we look and rank off of uh, off a of passing EPA, off our good friend Parker Fleming's stat uh, site, uh, CFB-graphs, their passing defense ranked... 16th in the country from EPA. So it's a good passing defense. This is a lot to ask of a guy who really, we just haven't seen a lot of, mostly due to injury. Do we take the over the under? Guys, do you want to, you have a, you have a feeling here, Chris? Maybe wrong. I can't remember if I'm thinking of the right team. They lost some receivers, right? West Virginia. They lost their, their best guy. He left to, went to Florida yeah. state and uh, he, then he hurt. He's out for the season. Yeah, If this was in the middle of the season, I, I might take the over, but I'm going to take the under just because there's a lot going on. And I think Pitt is going to kind of shorten this game, keep the possessions down, run the clock, run the ball. So I'm, I'm going to take the under, not, not because of, I don't think he has the talent to do it. I I do. Like he's a great quarterback. It's just the situation. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh Daniel, you got a you got any feeling here? Uh, I mean, no, I don't have a feeling, but I'm with Chris is that just it's just too big of an unknown, too big too big of an ask to yeah. a guy to go over, you know, get up into that 270 when you don't know anything, right? Like yeah. we don't know how this is going to unfold, pace of the game, pace West Virginia wants this year. The whole thing just feels like leaning to the under is a uh, an EV plus situation. 
I I think I will lean over, and it's because I am I am curious about West Virginia's run game. I mean, gone is the guy who last year Letty Brown was just so good for them, and 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 I'm sure somebody will step up there at West Virginia and be a stud. But until they do, I wonder if they lean on the pass. Plus, I mean, you look at the history of your new offensive coordinator; they lean on the pass. I think they will lean on the pass with JT Daniels, and and so. If I think West Virginia is going to win this, I will lean on the over because I think it's going to rely on JT Daniels Arn to get them that over. So I will I will take the over here. You guys can decide, you listeners, you guys, you girls, you folks, go do prize picks. You can make this pick if you want. There's a Spencer Sanders as well. There's a bunch of Big 12 players. You can go for passing yards, receiving yards, receptions, interceptions, fantasy score, pick two or three, two to five that you like, pick an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And right now, right now, with 1012 Network, all you have to do is enter the promo code NETWORK12 when you sign up and make your first deposit, and you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $1, they'll give you a dollar. If you deposit $50, they'll give you 50. If you deposit 100, they'll give you another 100 to go and play around with. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from, as we just said, passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions. They've got college football. They'll have college basketball. They've got NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, soccer. If you've got a sport you feel most confident in, you can go and make picks on it. PrizePix has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app. It's a ton of fun. I'm sitting here on the desktop using mine right now. Okay. Entries, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's quick. It's easy. It's fun. If you feel more confident in something like this and just picking over-unders than you do, say, picking against the spread, this is for you. So go to prizepicks.com, enter that promo code NETWORK12 when you sign up and make your first deposit and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. We've got the link in the show notes if you want to use it to get to it. Go make some picks today. Try it out. I'm excited. I put in my first deposit. I got my match. I think I'm going to go ahead and ride with this JT Daniels over this week. I'm going to go look and see what else is available as far as maybe some rushing touchdowns. Let's go look at the rushing touchdowns. You can get Spencer Sanders over under one half rushing touchdown. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you can get Lou Nichols, Central Michigan, playing Oklahoma State. Go give it a try. I think you guys really are going to like it. It's a ton of fun. Pricepicks.com. Thanks to them for sponsoring the 1012 podcast and the 1012 network this season. I'm Sam, and I co-host the Scott Holm Podcast, the known universe's first Houston Cougar sports podcast. Every week, even during the offseason, my co-host Dustin and I come on and talk everything current as it relates to the Cougs, and every so often, we'll bring on UH luminaries like Carl Lewis, Kellen Sampson, and a number of other fantastic Cougar voices, and as proud members of the 1012 Network, we also find the time to talk about our future conference and future opponents in the Big 12 as well, if all of that sounds even a little bit interesting to you, we would love it if you subscribe to the Scott Holm Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you put podcasts in your ears. That's podcast spelled P-A-W-D cast because the two of us hosting the show are nothing if not big dorks. So thank you and go Cougs. All right, let's get back to our picks. Friday night. In Boulder, TCU traveling there to play three different quarterbacks. Right now, the Horned Frogs are about a 13-and-a-half point favorite in this game. 
over under sitting at da, 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 lost it where it was hold on i'm sorry uh 55 and a half it looks like uh chris you're up first here what do you like uh, from the big 12 perspective i don't feel great about this game especially in boulder i think tcu i mean they're not the tcu have passed they got some you know a quarterback to find uh on the road it just feels like a big line. Two touchdowns. I think I can still get it for 14. If I can get it for 14, then I'll then I'll take Colorado to cover it. I think TCU probably eats out the win, but I don't know if it's going to be that dominant of a win. I cannot find a 14 for you. I see 13, and I see 13 and a half. Daniel, do you see a 14 out there? Oh, no, no. I mean, we, we can give them a 14. I, I see DraftKings holding a 14 down. Okay. Better. Online, it's currently as a, a juiced up fourteen. You're, you're you're talking buffaloes, right? Yeah. Colorado buffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's 14s out there. All right, so we'll give you Colorado plus fourteen. Um, okay, man, I I like the TCU side better when it was eleven than I do at thirteen and a half of fourteen. But man, Colorado was bad. Like I I get it. TCU new coaching staff haven't figured out who they want to play at quarterback. So we think. You know, they could say they're going to play three guys and then we just go see Chandler Morris the entire game because he comes out in the first drive and, and kills it. Or Max Duggan could do the same thing. Colorado's so bad. Like, I get Boulder. Uh, I look at the two rosters and like TCU's roster is still good. I know they lost quite a bit both to the NFL draft and to the transfer portal, but this is still a talented roster. I like what they did with this coaching staff. I know it's on the road to open the season, but I have no faith in Colorado. I can get this at 13, so I will. So while I liked 11 better, I will ride with the Big 12 here again, and I will take TCU minus 13 uh, in this game to open the season. Daniel? Um, Another full disclosure. Uh, I I bet this down around when it was 8.5, came back again for a, a little bit. Uh, when it was sort of moving uh, up to 11. Um, look, this line move has been crazy. Two different really big groups hit, hit TCU at eight and a half, and then again at 11 or 11 and a half. Look, this is going to be the best team Sonny Dykes has ever coached, I, you know, talent-wise at least. Um, I, I don't love Sonny Dykes as a coach. That's just a personal thing. Maybe I watched him at Cal for whatever, three or four years, just kind of dinking around and like nothing ever happened, so. But comes off a good campaign. What was it over at SMU? And now he's here at TCU. This is maybe one of the most talented, like as far as wide receiver squads go, probably in the Big 12 as far as depth. It just feels like it falls right into what he wants to do. I hate the number now. I'm not going to take a 13 and a half or a 14 for TCU to cover. Flip side, Colorado, we're talking about a two-win team probably this year, like absolutely terrible. Uh, Sonny Dykes is a shockingly good non-conference coach playing to the over. And this feels like a situation where it could really get away from a bad Colorado team. Uh, we're looking at 55 and a halfs right now. It's like if TCU can break the high 30s, I think this thing has a shot to go over. And what I mean by that's like, uh, you know, basically can we get past the 38-17? And I think we will. I think TCU can get into the 42-45 range. I need Colorado to carry me 14, 17 points. Long-winded version to say, give me that over, 55 and a half. 
Uh, if I'm looking correctly, Circa's got a 54 and a half. No, no, the, the 55 and a half is that's that's the correct line right now. Okay, all right, 55 and a half yeah. over 55 and a half. It is. Okay. I mean, I'd love I'd love to cheat and take the point, but no, it's <laughs> it's, it's 55 and a half. You're just you're 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 an officer and a gentleman, sir. You absolutely. Are. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk our first uh, of the incoming Big Twelve team, Cincinnati. This is this was this was in the running for game of the week, but I, I can't ignore the backyard brawl return. But Cincinnati going on the road to Arkansas in one of the best games of the opening weekend. I'm absolutely going to be parked in front of the TV for this one. Uh, I think a lot of you will as well. I'm very intrigued here. Uh, Arkansas is currently about a six, six and a half point favorite over under at 52. Uh, I I believe I am up first here now, man. Look, I love Cincinnati and I think they're well coached. Uh, I, I think that there's still probably plenty of talent on this team. And I think this is probably going to be a close game. I like Arkansas. I live in Arkansas. I'm very well aware of this team. I know they've got uh, KJ Jefferson back. Great coaching staff, talented on the line, SEC team at home against Cincinnati. I think Arkansas wins this. I do. Where's that? I mean, they're favored. I know. And they should probably win. Mm. I'm, I'm real tempted here. I'll tell you what. Over-unders at 52 and a half. I'm going to take the under here. I like Cincinnati's side of this. Even at six and a half, but I also kind of like the under here. Don't ask me why. I, I, I would love to sound like I've got a really smart reason for it, but something just says this game, starting the season... Cincinnati's probably going to be a little bit conservative. We've got a new starting quarterback. Um, I think they've still got plenty of talent. I'll take the under 52 and a half. I think that's the best I can get uh, on this one. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't had an over-under yet, and those have done me well often in the past. So that's what I will ride with. I will ride in the under with Cincinnati, Arkansas. Uh, Daniel. You're under bet, but since you sort of, you know, you and I have matched up on some stuff, so I, want, I got to get away from that, man, you know. Like what was it last year? Yeah, I'm feeling lead. really good about these picks right now. <laughs> I had a very sizable lead at one point last, last year. Yes, yes. Yeah, I and I feel I, like I did not have like part of your part of your very smart, uh, uh, sort of way that you handled it from there on out was took a lot of the same games that Chris and I did. So we got to try to avoid that early. <laughs> get a, get away from that. I'm going to go with Arkansas to cover this game here. It's, I don't know. I feel like for a group of five team, and I like what Cincinnati has done the past few years. They're still going to be an excellent team this year in the win-loss column when you go look at just their schedule. And I think their over-under wins was 10. It's like, this is probably around a 10-win team. Um, I just feel like this is still a very talented Arkansas team that Cincinnati has to go on the road, lose a lot of production to the NFL and just step on the field and stay within a touchdown. I'm not sure that that's going to happen on Saturday. And it's just a little bit of a hunch, you know, with that corner, they lost the, the, the that like Star Wars corner to the NFL, losing the quarterback to the NFL, like, 
God, Arkansas is going to win this game by seven or more. I feel like that's what's going to happen. And I think there's an outside chance it's maybe even a little ugly. 14, 17 points. What happened to Cincinnati? Group of five team losing that level. You know, what's my point? It's like Bama loses guys. LSU loses guys. Notre Dame loses guys. This guy's just to step right in and reload. We saw Cincinnati on a national level last year, and I'm not quite sure that they're going to be, be, be able to hang around sort of in that top 10 situation that they were in last year. Arkansas minus six and a half. Actually, Circa's got a minus six. I get you six. A push, a push is live here. Give it to me. Take it. Chris? You know, we've seen group of five teams, you know, come back, spring back. UCF has done it. I think Cincinnati can do it. What Cincinnati has is this chip on their shoulder, on their shoulder to prove that they belong. And Arkansas doesn't have that. Not in this game. Arkansas is aware of who Cincinnati is. They aware it's a big game. But I think deep down they feel like they're going to show up and win. Because they're, they're aware of the losses that Cincinnati has and and whatever. Cincinnati doesn't have – what do they have next week? Next week they have Kenny, Kennesaw State. Who the hell are they? It's an FCS team. Arkansas has South Carolina next week. They're already thinking about their 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 season schedule. Now, I, I agree. It could be it could get ugly. There is that potential. But I'm not gonna go off of what Phillip says when he lives in Arkansas as in a secret SEC fanboy, Arkansas fan. We all know it. I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm riding with the Big 12 because I live in Big 12 country. And Cincinnati belongs. All right. Plus six and a half. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, okay. I hate big lines, but that's exactly what we have here. Oklahoma opening the season. Brent Venables era begins in Norman against UTEP. The Miners are a 31 and a half point dog in Norman over under at 56 and a half. I threw the 57, a couple of 57s as well. Uh, Daniel, what you feeling here? Another full disclosure. I took this. I bet this in the summer when you could go grab a UTEP plus 35. Um, I just liked the line. There's no inside scoop or anything. I actually thought UTEP looked really bad last week. They, they lost their best receiver. They Look, they couldn't do a lot against North Texas. Okay, so what's the expectation here this week for Oklahoma? Um, I bet them 35. Obviously got a ton of closing line value. This is going to come down to sort of like before we hit play tonight. Uh, it's like, how much is Oklahoma, you know, what do they want to do, right? Do they want to go in by 38, 42, 45, or, or are they going to be fine winning 48 to 20, right, and, and not covering? So that's really the challenge here. Um, I do think Oklahoma might be able to keep UTEP uh, really in check on the scoreboard. Just based on what happened with UTEP last week, it's going to be really hard to picture them turning right around, showing up. And this implies, this total implies that they're going to get on the board, you know, sort of in the 14, 17 range. I could see them getting under 10 points. Uh, I do. I'm going to lean towards the under here. I don't think Oklahoma's going to have their foot on the gas, but I just feel like UTEP is just going to have a long day not being able to hang around. It's like, does Oklahoma cover? I don't know. But 41 to 10, uh, you know, somewhere in there, 44, seven, something like that feels like that's what the final 
to where this game's going to be. So give me that under 57 and a half and uh, let's go UTEP cover 35 for my real money. Chris. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back to a simple theory I have, and that is on these kinds of games where you have, what's the over under in the fifties that you just said it, but I wasn't 57 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about my pick. Um, So yeah, you think, Oh, you doing the heavy lifting there. So why don't I just take OU to cover? They're going to cover this spread. They're going to cover it easily because they're going to come out. They're going to flex a little bit. Their schedule sets up really nice to get a lot of momentum for Brent Venables before the wheels fall off. It will happen. (laughs) But right now, they're going to win big. The fan base is going to get all excited that they didn't need Lincoln Riley anyway. And they're going to cover the spread. Right now. Daniel, Philip, after you... Philip, after you go, just you know, I, I have a question for the two of you, and I think it's a great question. Okay. For the first pick pick spot, but I want to wait till after your pick. Okay. Uh, well, Daniel, yeah. I see a thirty at circa. Is that the yeah. side I'm looking at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, minus thirty. That's right. Yeah. Chris, I'll exactly get you. Right. I'll get you minus thirty. How does that sound? Uh, I know you guys Perfect. wanted to, to not do what I do, um, Daniel. I'm sorry. I'm with you here. Uh, I'm on the under. Um, here's the problem. I'm either doing really good or really bad this week. OU is a like four, three or four touchdown favorite. We talked about this last season. Um, You should stay away. You should always take the opponent's cover. But that was the Lincoln Riley era. That era is over. It's Brent Venables now. So I don't know what to expect. Like a lot of the Lincoln Riley rules, you got to throw them out the window. I think you're right. The idea that OU, that 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 what UTEP's going to score that many points. Like I don't see them. They might not score ten. Like this might be to me, UTEP is down in the fourth quarter. It's the third string in, and they just happen to get a touchdown. Maybe if they're lucky. Like I, this was a good, fun UTEP team last year. They lost a lot off that team. It's why we liked North Texas last week when we talked about the Week Zero games, right? We, we liked what we thought North Texas would win that game and possibly cover that game. This uh, the Week Zero warm up. I don't think is going to have done much in favor for UTEP. So I'm I'm with you. I will take the under because yeah, I think Oklahoma covers this, but I feel a little bit better about the under here. Like I, I really, really do because I don't think Oklahoma is going to win by. I don't I don't think there's just I don't think there's going to be any points. I don't think there's going to be any points, and I like unders. So you know what, Chris, we can all be right. You can be right. We can be right. Yeah, Everyone's happy. True. Everyone's like, why would you take that? We're going to do it. Uh, Daniel, what's your question, bud? Okay, we don't need to get too out in the weeds on this. <laughs> and, um, I just, just you, you two can you just maybe give me like a one or two sentence answer if you even feel like it. Mm-hmm. But um, we have Oklahoma, and we'll say for all intents and purposes, you know, they're sort of the star of the Big Twelve, right? Like whatever anyone thinks, just nationally, you know, Oklahoma and Texas are the two big names. This Oklahoma team has a new staff for all intents and purposes. They return three starters on D. They return like four, four and a half guys on offense. Um, is there a chance this team is just okay this year? 100%. Okay. They go into the Baylor game with two losses. I, I think they, they're a four or five loss team this year. I think awesome. that they will look good early. Kent State, or UTEP, Kent State, Nebraska, they'll look good early. But when they get into conference play, these teams have a chip on their shoulder, a lot of motivation to beat OU in Texas right now. They're going to get punched in the mouth. They ran Venables out of town once. They'll do it again. Love it. Love that answer. I am. I don't. Philip, anything think, you want to add to that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it quick. Um, 
the biggest concern for me is how quickly does Brent Venables get the culture he wants, the old Bob Stoops culture, the pound him in the mouth, the tough as nails culture that they want, that they want to play on the line. That takes some time to adjust to. I think that might be a big issue. But yeah, you bring in a new offensive coordinator. The quarterback knows the OC. He knows the offense. I think that's going to make that transition well. OU still has a ton of talent. They brought in a ton of talent out of the portal. Yes, they lost quite a bit, but they brought in quite a bit as well. There is some, there's plenty of talent in this coaching staff. Like, I, I am not as, I don't see as big of a dip as Chris does. I think a nine win season might be the floor here. Um, so I, we'll see. Chris might be right. I, but I, I think it's more likely with what they have that it's still a solid program and still a solid team and a team whose talent on the roster is able to, to continue to be utilized as an advantage in a lot of close games. My, my, I, I, I think you're right. I'm probably a little too much. What I see is, with this program and with this fan base, when they do start losing and it kind of gets a little ugly, a little bad, they tend to spiral and they, they tend to like amplify it. And that's kind of what I see happening is when they start losing, when they start struggling, wait a minute, is Venables our guy? There's more pressure to win. The team stops responding to him. He loses the locker room. Things go downhill. We'll see. We'll see. It's, a new, it. it's a new Great day takes. in Norman. New day in Norman. Okay. Uh, Another future Big 12 team, Houston, traveling to UTSA in what I think is one of the most underrated games of this weekend. You've got the 2021 Darling in UTSA Roadrunners, which I still think, bless you for having such a neat mascot. Uh, Houston, a, I think, legitimate G5 dark horse, like, go undefeated, try and get to the playoff. I don't think they can with the non-conference slate they have. No offense to Texas Tech and Kansas, but none of you are Notre Dame. But I do like this Houston team a lot this year. I think they have a legit shot to win the AAC. They are a four-point favorite on the road at UTSA to open the season. Uh, Over-under is 61 and a half. Chris, I believe it is your turn to go first, sir. You know, I kind of like UTSA just as a casual fan. They're, they're a fun team. They've in their short history, they've they've had some good wins, some interesting games. But Houston's just better. And I'm surprised this is a four-point spread. I'd like a Houston here by a touchdown at least. Um, I'm going to take the Cougars. Okay. Uh, this is, you know, we did such a good job starting off of all disagreeing with each other and all having different opinions on things. But... Look, I like UTSA. It's a ton of fun. I think it's a great story. I think they're super neat. Um, I I am that is my like G five team that I'm kind of rooting for. I I want them to continue to be a fun and exciting team to watch. I'm all in on on Houston and just having a fantastic year uh, with everything they brought back. I'm with you. Like I think four is too. I think it's I think it's too low. Um, I, I think you. I think at least a touchdown is more accurate here. Um, I think. And if Houston is as good as I think they're going to be, and some think they could be this season, then they should go on the road and beat UTSA to open the season by more than four points. So I'm with you, Chris. I'll take Houston minus four. Daniel? I'm taking the over in this game. I mean, Houston had just an awesome passing attack last year. And that was something that UTSA struggled with the most. Um, I can't remember the young man's name. Houston has, like, one of the best receivers in the country. Uh, Tank Dell. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, what, a, uh, what a name. He, what a name. He, he, he's returning. Uh, they did pretty well in the portal. I feel like this offense is going to take a step forward and defense is where they struggled. 
and it wasn't really addressed. And UTSA is going to be able to push the ball, move the ball. They're going to be able to score. I think Houston wins. I think Houston covers. But this absolutely feels like both teams in the 30s, like, you know, or even like high 30s, like low 40s, high 30s. I was surprised this game only opened at 58 and a half. Obviously, it's already up to 62. I would still bet the over at 62. Give me that over. Uh, I see 61 and a half pretty much across the board. So that's what I'll give you. This is our highest over under yet, right? Uh, yeah, it's definitely the highest week? over. We've only had one other over, but yeah, that's the highest number we've seen, I think, so far. Uh, okay, speaking of future Big 12 teams, BYU opening the season on the road at South Florida. Right now, the Cougars, the other Cougars that will be joining the Big 12 are about a 12, 12 and a half point favorite, depending upon where you shop. Over under at 58, it seems. I believe it is my turn to go first. Um, I think there's a real shot for BYU this year that they are as good as they were last year and have a significantly worse record because their schedule is far more difficult this year where the schedule is not more difficult is with a road game at USF who is not very good. Uh, it's tough on the road to open the season, tough to go on the road all the way out to Florida to open the season. Uh, it's a nice warm up for BYU. I'm going to take them to cover this. Uh, I'm going to take BYU minus 12. Am I just riding with the big 12? Man, I am. You know what? That's, that's the way I roll here. I am. I'm an, I'm a big 12 fan and I will ride and die with them. I will take BYU to cover the minus 12. I don't, this is purely a, I don't like USF play. I think BYU is far better than them. That's how I'll roll with it. Uh, I said I can get it at 12. Yeah. 12, 12 looks good. All right, Daniel. I wanted to come with you. Um, I still think I'm going to. Uh, BYU has, by my numbers, it was like the 19th best offense in the country last year. Uh, they're returning their awesome quarterback that they had. The guy can run. The guy can throw. Uh, this offense, I think, might be better than it was last year. There's even some talk, not by me, but there's some smart guys saying like, there's even a touch of value on BYU uh, to bet them as sort of uh, maybe the fourth playoff team that makes it this year. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I feel like a game for South Florida. Uh, South Florida is a little bit talented on defense. They like they return their entire secondary, but we're talking about an offense that's going to be like top 20 in the country, maybe even like top 15 in the country. So I'm coming with you. I think BYU covers this number. We'll look back and say, oh, that was short. You know, BYU should have been like minus 16 and a half, minus 17, something like that week one. So I'm coming with you. Give it to me. Uh, based on offensive EPA, BYU was the third best offense in the country last year. So uh, I, I'm with you on this is a good offense. Chris, what do you feel here? I'm with you guys if this game happened in a vacuum, but it's not. It's in South Florida, which is really far away from Utah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really want to take BYU and ride with the Big 12, but like like you said, Philip, BYU's schedule is intense. They have Baylor next week. Then they have Oregon, two top 15 teams. They are they're just want to get out of this game healthy. They're going to get the win. They're going to do what they need to do to get the, the win. But they're not trying to win big. They're not trying to run up the score. They're trying to stay healthy. And they're trying not to reveal too much of what they do have. They have big games. 
I think there's a chance South Florida surprises them a little bit. But I'm going to take BYU to win, just not to cover. All right, I get you 12 and a half then, USF plus 12 and a half. All right, last Big 12 game on the slate for us, Texas opening the season with the mullet himself, Quinn Ewers, 38 and a half point favorite over ULM. <laughs> this is like picking an FCS game. I'm pretty sure there are closer lines. I'm pretty sure Kansas, Tennessee Tech, if there was a line, it would be closer than this. Uh, Me, I go first, ULM. Hundred percent. ULM. I don't even care what the line was. I'm taking ULM. Okay, plus thirty eight and a half for ULM. Okay, Uh, Daniel, you're technically first, but go ahead. Well, I don't disagree with Chris over there. I mean, look, this is a hold your nose and take ULM. Let's get something straight, people listening. (laughs) ULM is terrible. I mean, they're terrible. Oh, bad, 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 bad. I mean, we're you know, bottom four team i know i said that about connecticut last week and there they went out you're like oh are they going to win the game but i mean ulm is bad they are i mean there's no level of like you know where do they match up well with texas nothing like that they're they're completely outclassed like out recruited out everything here it just comes down to what's texas going to keep close to the vest before they go play alabama next week right i mean that's that's literally all it is so i'm going to hold my nose give me plus three and a half on ULM and I mean you know if they lose 55 to nothing I'll say yeah I mean that doesn't surprise me at all they're they're that bad Texas can win by what they want to win by it just comes down to you know how many reps they're going to give to guys that need reps and you know who's going to sit and what's the third or fourth quarter going to look like yeah I I don't think everything's super great in Austin right now I mean yes for this game they could handle it easily but they already have some attrition. Season hasn't even started yet. Sarkeesian's a little bit of pressure to win. You know, it's it's just not, you know, Alabama coming up. That's like that pressure to win. They're already looking at Alabama. They just have to be. They they'd be silly not to. I I like I said, I didn't even care what the line was. I'm taking ULM. I I don't necessarily disagree with you guys, but um I just I hate this line so much I don't want to do it. So uh, I'm taking the under 65 in this one because if all your points are right, Texas could still cover that 38 and a half and got, get anywhere near 65 points. Cause there's a real shot that ULM just, I, I, ULM probably won't score. They might get a field goal. That would mean Texas who's going to hold back has to score 62 points to even hit 65 for a total. I'll take under 65 in this game. I feel even better about that than I do the line. That's okay. a good pick. I like that pick. Thank you. The, I, the total is that high. And the line is 38. Like, how many points do you think ULM is going to possibly score on Texas? Yeah, that, that's a better I'll, I'll, That's a better pick than I have. I'll stick with my pick, but that's probably smarter. Okay. Uh, Non-Big 12 to wrap this show up today. Uh, Daniel, since uh, since Chris took your, your first spot last time, which non-Big 12 <laughs> game do you have your eye on, sir? got a lot but this one this one is interesting look it, it could be ugly let's not forget i last year week two um, i make some boomer bust picks okay uh you guys probably don't remember listeners don't remember I, do. I picked a team called i picked a team called uab to beat georgia straight up and uh i think they lost 49 nothing 56 nothing something like that um 
nothing that ballsy, but I suspect that Bowling Green is going to hang around as UCLA a little bit more than people think. I don't think Bowling Green's going to win. I don't think they're going to go surprise anybody, but this Bowling Green team, uh, they're live to win the Mac. I was very surprised that their win total was only four and a half. In my opinion, that's very incorrect. And this is this has a total and a spread where there's just a ton of value on Bowling Green. There's some 23s and a half, maybe a 24 you can give me, but but uh, I would bet this at 23 and a half against our buddy Chip Kelly at UCLA. Fade the Pac-12. When in doubt, if you don't know what side to take, just bet against the Pac-12. So Bowling sure. Green plus three plus 23 and a half. I like it. Uh, okay. I think I gave you 23 and a half. Uh, no, I saw a plus 25. Is that really? Yeah, that, that's 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 going that's, too slow. That's that's old. Yeah, that's an old line. Yeah. Right, plus 23 yeah, that's, and a half. All right, Chris, what you got your eye on? Uh, you go. Me go? <laughs> Uh, that, that's, that's the state of, that's the state of my pick right now i am scrolling <laughs> that's fantastic man that is fantastic okay um oh uh you know we've talked about who's the worst team in college football this year right who who is the absolute worst team in college football we, we uconn looked pretty good i think at the end ulm we talked about they're awful the worst team in college football is umass and I don't care how big of a dog they are. I may just, I'm going to go ahead and start the principle this week and see if it pays off. Kind of like my West Virginia 4-0 role here. I'm just going to start the fade UMass. I do not care how big of a dog that they are. They're playing Tulane to open the season. You're like, well, that's, you know, Tulane didn't have a great season last year. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care who they're playing. Tulane, I can get as a 28-point favorite. Yeah, I hate this line. That's how much I hate UMass. Give me Tulane minus 28. I think UMass is just absolute garbage, garbage football program. Okay, I found my pick. All right, hit it. I'm going to ride with Coastal Carolina. <laughs> of course you up. are. I Brains leaving the station. Let's go. She's Get on there. I mean, it's Army. It's at home. I think they got their work cut out for them. But I'm going to take a leap of faith. I think I get it for uh, CCU by 10. Uh, what? No, 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 no. Got two. Oh, I mean, sorry. That's... Did I say 10? Two. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got two. two. So I, was, I, was I, def- I definitely don't want them for 10. No. Two. Well, well since okay, since since his pick is now official, Army's gonna be a good team. No, no, no. I have no no big news. Just arm. I'm just letting you know. Army is a talented squad this year. No, I know. I, I know. This is I mean, more. I mean, I mean, by the way, in context for Army, right? I'm this not is, talking about this is more because of I rode Coastal Carolina last oh, year. Oh, I know. I, I love saw it. them on the list. I yeah. love it. It's keep it going. Is, I'm I'm fully prepared to lose this big. Although I did look. at I the Appalachian State game. I don't know if I pick it, so I skipped over it. But that looked interesting too. Could be, could be uh, with North Carolina. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. All right, it's been a lot of fun. It feels so good to do this again. It's been too long. This was a great week one. 
We will do this every week. Of course, this one's going up on Wednesday. Normally, this will go up on Thursdays, but when you got two Thursday games, we got to get it up early. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter at 1012network, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network, com, and you will get to the 1012 Network website where you can find links to every show in the network. Uh, <laughs> Chris, I got to get you the logo for a Bosco's Boys so we can get them added because they're not on there yet. Uh, Chris is not really on Twitter, so don't worry about it, but Daniel is... Danner B7 at Danner B7. Uh, if you are interested in uh, talking, betting, he's got a Slack chat. You can uh, you can join. Just hit him up in the DMs. His DMs are open. Just talk about betting. Don't get weird. Uh, we will be back again on Monday. <laughs> uh, Andy will be here. I think we're going to have a special guest because we will have no JSJ. If I reveal who it is, it will not work out. So you will just have to find out after week one. Podcast Network.